Enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all things geek. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast, a show about nothing and everything at the same time. You can find this podcast and more by heading to templeofgeek.com. I'm your host, Daniel, and today I'm joined by Lauren Stone, Editor-in-Chief of Pop Culture Website, poplurker.com. Lauren, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about Poplurker. What's this website all about? I would love to. Uh, pop Lurker is a pop culture, like you said um, in your introduction. It's a pop culture. I consider it a collective. It's a comedy website. We do all original articles, fan theories, interviews, convention reviews, pop culture related recipes, and we post every single day. That's awesome. About how long have you been running? The site as Pop Lurker is only six months old. Prior to that, it was my personal blog. And the reason I started personal blogging was because I was writing for Crack.com and a few other um, a few other sources and outlets and other people's blogs doing guest posts. And it got to the point where I just had more to say than people would take. And I was starting to build this uh, platform. So I said to myself, well, I'm going to put these just typical internet style articles on this blog. But when I started craving new voices and guest posts, I decided to actually brand it, thought of the name Pop Lurker after beating myself up for 24 hours. And here we are today. Awesome. So I like the name Pop Lurker. How did you come up with that? Um, I knew I wanted to come up with some sort of name that literally popped. Like I was thinking of other like cutesy websites like Pop Sugar, which um, is not a flavor I wanted to do at all. But then because because I consider myself kind of an old school internet creep, the word lurker was always very important to me because that's what we all do. Like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just lurking the interwebs, lurking, 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 trolling and lurking. And I, I'm, I was always part of that movement, again, early internet. And so I, when I finally came up with Pop Lurker, I ran into the internet and like decided to check it to see if the domain was taken, and it wasn't, and I bought it. <laughs> That's awesome. It kind of reminds me of like when I started Temple of Geek, you know, Temple of Geek was actually taken. I was like, crap. So I had to run with the Temple of Geek for the longest time, and then I finally won the website on, on an auction. I was like, thank you. So I finally won templeofgeek.com. It was I was just much happier with that name instead of adding the word the because, you know, it's like the Facebook, you know, and all that stuff. I didn't like all that, but it, it's satisfying. It's a satisfying moment when you think of something and you go, oh, my God, am I, am I the one? Am I the one to take this somewhere? And then you are. And now it's yours. It's mine. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about some of the articles. Um, I'm, I'm going through here and I see like one that's popping out at me is the ultimate popular Power Ranger fantasy. Yeah, I'm a huge Power Rangers fan. When we talk about collecting in a little bit, uh, we can we'll touch more on my Power Ranger obsession. But yes, I'm a huge Power Rangers fan. I always have been, but I have a lot of strong opinions about the treatment of the show. I'm of the thought that Chaim Saban is a genius. I love what he did with that old Super Sentai footage, bringing it over, rebranding it, and turning it into what we know today as Power Rangers. I feel like over the course of the series, because there's many, 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 many different series of the show, I feel like sometimes they focus too much 
on the actual story and the characters. And then the 2017 movie, which has mixed reviews amongst fans, I'm of the school thought that it was garbage. And it's because they just focus too much on the characters. There's five minutes of Megazord. Wasn't even a nicely designed Megazords. Those toys can't sell. Go to the corpses known as Toys R Us. You'll see that they are <laughs> spread all over that store. Nobody wants it. And so I thought to myself, well, what can I do? What, what would I do if I had the opportunity to make Power Rangers my own? How would I balance that um, team, of, team of teenagers with attitude versus how much do we fight out of costume versus how much do we fight in costume? When does the Megazord appear? And so that's kind of what that blurb um, is. That's the, that's the idea behind that blurb. Well, that's funny. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm just flipping through here and some of your articles look great. I mean, I like the layout of the site and everything. How, how would uh, our, our uh, readers and followers, how would they find out more about you and your website? Um, you can follow the website itself on poplurker.com. We have an Instagram poplurker, Facebook poplurker. We're on Twitter. You can follow me personally, Lauren Stone. Um, I spell my name L-O-R-Y-N, last name Stone. Um, so I'm all over social media. I have a personal blog with all the writing I've done for like Cracked. I wrote a little bit for NerdBot. I wrote for Load Screen, which is a video game site. So I'm all over the place. And all of, them, of course, all of my poplurker stuff is there too all my writers we all have personal author pages so you just click on someone's name and you can see the flavor that that writer brings to the lurker well that's awesome well we got to talk a little bit today and i found out that you were kind of a uh collector of sorts um i i am obsessed with uh transformers i love transformers i love just playing with toys and collecting and holding them. I even do a weekly show um, on Temple of Geek called uh, Daniel's Toy Chest where I review different action figures. Um, found out you actually collect uh, robots as well. So you want to talk a little bit about your collection and what you collect? Yes, yes, thank you. All right, so my the main point of my collection is uh, Megazords. I collect some Gundam figurines because I find them to be, uh, they're relaxing for me. I like to put them together. Uh, when I have spare time. Now, do you actually but, paint them or do you just leave the standard color that comes with them? No, I just buy the kits, the ones that come with like the white and the blue and the red and the yellow little bits of plastic. <laughs> so they're kind of already pre-done for me because I have no artistic abilities. I can write. I can barely, like I can write with a, you know, typing. I can seriously barely write my name. Like my hand doesn't work. <laughs> it's, it's bad. Um, but yeah, so no painting for me. I'd buy things as is. But for my... Megazord collection. Um, it's funny. I started collecting Power Ranger stuff in general when I was, I'd say, about ten years old. And it, back then, of course, I was a kid with no money, so I wanted the Megazords and couldn't afford them. So it was more like I would have chocolate bars with the characters' faces, and I would paste them into a notebook. I'd collect stickers or like temporary tattoos and just any sort of free junk I could find and that's kind of where collecting began for me and then of course as I got older and money happened it started becoming more like I can actually afford this dragon zord oh now I have the white tiger zord and now I have this mega zord and so that's just and then come 2012 when they released the legacy line of all the mini Megazords, that's really when my collection exploded because everything was available at Toys R Us and it was all like $10 and everything was beautiful because um, that's when Saban got the license back from Disney. So there was an explosion of amazing Power Ranger toys and I took advantage of it. Uh, it's, it was sad in my area. We, uh, we have a very small Toys R Us where I live and 
when the Legacy line came out, I went to the store. I was like, I'm going to go get this Megazord. And it was completely sold out. Couldn't find it. Um, tried to go to Austin. It was sold out over there. So I was just like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> so I never actually got a hold of it without, um, you know, I, I see it online and stuff now. And it's like two, $300. I don't want to spend that much money on it. Um, I'm hoping one day to find it somewhere, like at a convention for like a hundred bucks. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll spend a hundred dollars on that. But, um, and then they came out with that solo Chikokin one. Oh mm-hmm. my God, it's so beautiful. It's die cast and it's just perfect. And it's, I don't know. <laughs> well, part of it for me, I'll speak for myself. It's the thrill of the hunt that is exciting for me too. It's going to those stores like again going back to toys r us you know going out of business where it's kind of been picked because i'm in the los angeles area so everything's been destroyed but it's it's going to those stores or to that convention and just digging through bins and there's something amazing or my friend i was visiting a friend once and she said oh here's this random weird used toy store let's go inside and i said okay cool great i have money to spend we walk in and there's just power ranger section and i bought like the lost galaxy megazord and some random one from time force and i just boosted my collection there was a full-sized mannequin I, that thing almost came home with me that day um <laughs> almost i've been like ooh, boyfriend but no that didn't end up happening that's funny. but so yeah it's the thrill of the hunt for me, definitely, as a, as a long-time collector, it's the surprise. What would you say your favorite piece is? Oh, definitely my, definitely my original, um, my Dragonzord, my Green Ranger Dragonzord. Because I have the original uh, style Mighty Morphin Megazord, but it's the, it's the 2010-2012 re-release. But I have, like, the dagger flute that the Green Ranger, you know, whistled mm-hmm. on, and I have the original... Dragonzord, and they're both in very good condition. They're not perfect, but those are for me right now. Those are my holy grails. I also have the, um, they called the series, oh my gosh, what'd they call it here? It was the Pirate series. I have that Megazord from Japan, and that thing was expensive, but it, I love it. It was a random find at this um, anime store in Little Tokyo, and so I have that beast as well. And I, I love, it's my only huge Japanese Megazord, and it's just perfect. Now, for someone that maybe doesn't collect action figures like we do, what what would you say uh, would be a good starter? Like, um, like how would they get into maybe collecting? Let me think. Well, I know that the whole Funko Pop thing is hit and miss. Um, I'm not. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. I'm not into them. Um, and I and bless everybody's heart when they see my Megazord collection and they say, look, I collect Power Rangers too. And they show me a shelf of Funko Pops. And I just want to pat them on the back and say, like, you know, we all start somewhere. But and I don't mean that to be facetious. I just can't. That's not my thing. But I, I would say to them, like, if if money is the issue with collecting your your passion, your love, start small. Maybe even, this is going to sound ridiculous, maybe even start kind of broken. Just put them on your shelf and then you'll realize you need more. It's like tattoos. Like you start with one and then you need another and they get bigger and they get more elaborate. And next thing you know, that's what that's what you are. <laughs> next thing you know, you have sleeves. <laughs> next thing, hey, I, I, got a, I got a huge hammer on my arm. Don't look at me. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, um, my big thing is uh, Transformers masterpiece figures. I've uh, started, I don't even remember when I got the first one. I think it was probably like 2001, 2002 when the uh, 20th anniversary Optimus Prime came out. I guess it was 2005. Um, 
I picked up uh, Optimus Prime, love that figure so much, and then they I found out that they were going to start coming out with these uh, masterpiece figures, which are uh, they're cartoon accurate, both in robot form and in vehicle mode. And I don't know how they do it, <laughs> but they're able to pull it off, and these figures just look magnificent. And um, I just I can't stop buying them. Um, I have I don't know somewhere over thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Your collection's really nice. Like, believe me, I saw it and I was like, oh. <laughs> it's pretty. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm obsessed with those things. I haven't bought any recently. I think the last one I purchased was Cheetor. Um, but I am, I am trying to get right now the uh, new Megatron that came out uh, last year. He was uh, Masterpiece number 36. Um, he's running about 250 to $300 right now. So I'm like, I don't know if I want to spend that much money on him right now, but I'm, I am eyeballing him, hoping to get him one day, maybe this year. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 my big thing is is Transformers. Um, you were talking about Gundams and model kits. Uh, what else do you uh, collect besides those? Let me think. So I have my Megazords. I have some Gundam. I collect Mystery Science Theater memorabilia, and I've been collecting that since. Oh my goodness. I'd say 2003 or four. Okay. Now, did they make action figures or is it just more like, uh, like posters and stuff? They just made, we're going to, I'm going to come back to the word. Uh, they made Funko Pops. I want to say last year. Those are actually very good looking. I do have two of those because they don't look like standard pops with like the, the circle eyes. They, they're more series accurate of Crow and Tom Servo. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but otherwise it was, Back then, the DVD box sets were barely coming out, and all of the merchandise was still being sold directly from the Best Brains catalog. So you had a lot of just really obscure things. Like I have post-it notes. I had like T-shirts that were terribly printed. I had really ugly posters that was like the actors' faces just huge. Just there was like no no style or artistry they're just like here's a big laminated poster for you to put on your wall and i did and joel slept over my bed with me and so it was just stuff like that and of course like the vhs tapes um they had cds so that was that was kind of my other fandom and then i i'm also i did collect sailor moon stuff um semi-seriously up until recently so um sounds like you're probably also into anime do you do you watch a lot of anime i'm assuming sailor moon's probably tops <laughs> i'm what's called and actually there's a corresponding article about this on pop lurker but i consider myself like a, a late 90s otaku um now affectionately known as old taku because i'm in, i'm well into my 30s and so old taku it is um but yeah i watched a lot of anime back in the late 90s through the early mid 2000s and then i just kind of dropped off i don't watch a lot of new series with very few exceptions, but it's mostly old stuff, Ranma, Project Echo, Sailor Moon, so on. Okay. Well, what else? I mean, what other fandoms are you into? Um, we talked a little bit about Star Wars and something kind of got me a little bit of excited. You said you can quote episode three like no one's business. Oh my God, yes. Yes. <laughs> so, so sometimes I feel like I'm the only person in the world that actually enjoyed the prequels. All of them? I actually liked all three prequels. Um, now, Attack of the Clones is probably not my favorite. 
Um, it's actually at the bottom of my list of the Star Wars movies if I had to rate them. But mm-hmm. I did enjoy the prequels. They did have bad acting and things like that. But, you know, other people that I talk to all the time, they always bash the prequels so bad. And I'm like, dude, just give them a chance and watch them. Um, you, you look like you're getting ready to kill me because I said I like all three of them. So is it just <laughs> episode three that you like? or uh, I did find episodes one and two pretty forgettable, to be honest with you. Um, even even Darth Maul's awesome choreography could barely save the movie, but it did. I thought he was neat. I really liked I was working in a comic book shop back in 2001 when the movie was announced. And so we got all the the um, the action figures and we got, um, so that was like my first peek at like Darth Maul and uh, 3PO without his um, plating, which was totally scary because exposed robot and veins and all. That was a that horrible was how, figure. It was horrible. Yeah, there was a couple of them. and uh, But yeah, Darth Maul st- stood out to me. I thought he was cool. And recently I even saw a video on the internet of the actor at a convention doing the choreography with the double the double headed lightsaber and he I mean he was like that was that was pretty cool for me but um other than that I I did find episodes one and two to be just forgettable just unmemorable but episode three stands out on a lot of levels and it's not just because I saw it in theaters three times (laughs) (laughs) so what is it about episode three that that makes you actually enjoy that one well, okay, so I have a private joke that I say to everyone, so I guess it's not private anymore. Whenever someone's acting is stiff, I describe them as going to the Hayden Christensen School of Acting or a graduate of the Hayden Christensen School of Acting. So that's kind of one of those things I just say all the time. Like, oh, he went to that. He went to the Hayden Christensen School of Acting. And so that's a thing for me to this day. <laughs> um, but it just has some great lines. Like when, I don't know, you could just be hanging out with some friends, drinking. You don't know what to say. You just look at one of them and go like, you're so beautiful. And she turns back to you and she goes, that's because I'm so in love. And you say, no. <laughs> and yeah, She really going. did have a creepy face when she turned around and said that too in that movie. So love has blinded you then. Well, that's not what I meant. But it's probably true. That's funny. <laughs> have you seen a Jumper or anything like that? Anything else with Hayden Christensen in it? He's not actually, he's actually a pretty decent actor. Um, it's the material he was handed, I think. It was the direction he was given. I mean, honestly, like I'm a, you know, I, I, I like dudes. So I look at him and I say, yum, but he, uh, I, I did see him in life as a life as a house. I think the movie was called mm-hmm. where he played this disgruntled Gothic boy named Sam. And I don't remember anything else other than his black eyeliner. And I, and he, that was, that was kind of it. I think that might've been the movie he got before, he got episode two. It was around the same time. Life is a House, 2001. Yep. There we go. Yeah, I have yeah, not that's... seen that one. I've, I've seen Jumper and I've seen uh, Takers. Um, and, you know, in both of those, I thought he actually did really good in. Um, and I didn't think he did bad in episode three. I knew it was that George Lucas, you know, in the original trilogy when he filmed it, he had a bunch of people there that told him, no, this doesn't work or... I can't say this line. This is stupid. Um, here, let's try it this way. You know, he actually had people that challenged him. Um, when it came to the prequels, you know, he wrote all this stuff down and no one challenged him on set. No one told him, no, we shouldn't do this. No, we should change the lines. So it, what he wrote is what we got. Um, <laughs> he's a great visionary. He's just probably not a really good script writer. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, I thought the prequels were, were, were at least fun movies. Um, I'm, 
I just I love all of Star Wars. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say except uh, I'm sorry that I, I like episode one and two and you looked at me all crazy like you wanted to kill me. <laughs> so, um, I think that was that was surprise. That was surprise was on like, my face. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but, but at the same time, I was ready for an explanation. I'm like, okay, you're going to back yourself into this corner. Please defend your position. Well, what I like about about the prequels is we got to see new things that we didn't get to see in the original trilogy. And plus it was more star Wars, you know, for the longest time when I was growing up, uh, star Wars was done. I mean, we didn't have anything after 83, I mean, or 85, whenever it came out, you know, it was just done. There was nothing else. We got the Ewok adventures and, uh, those, those were bad. Uh, <laughs> so when episode one came out, I'm just like, Holy crap, we finally got a new star Wars movie. Um, and yeah, it was, it was like sitting through, you know, ninth grade economics or government or whatever you want to call it, just <laughs> listening to these people just babble on about politics and stuff. But we got to see new things like all sorts of Jedi. We got to see lightsaber battles that you didn't get to see in the original trilogy. You know, George Lucas had this belief that when they filmed episodes four, five, and six, that they should hold the lightsabers with two hands and they should treat them like broadswords because the lightsaber should be felt like it's really heavy and stuff and they were really slow at moving and fighting. You didn't see that in episodes one, two, and three. You saw Solomon holding it with one hand and treating it like a samurai sword and jumping around and flipping and stuff and you got to see new things like that. I mean, that's that's what excited me about the about the prequels. We got all new, new elements of the Star Wars saga that we didn't get to see in the original uh, trilogy. How do you feel yeah. about the uh, sequel trilogy so far? So far, uh, to be perfectly honest with you, with those, I've only seen um, episode seven. So you have not I've, seen Last Jedi yet? I did not see Last Jedi yet. I'm waiting for it to be available to rent and buy. and um, Or is it out already and I just dug myself into a hole? You but just dug yourself into a hole. <laughs> I dug myself into a hole. Okay, then I have not had the opportunity to rent it yet. Um, <laughs> and then I did not see Rogue One. Have you seen Han Solo? Not yet. Wow. I know I'm the worst. Yeah. Uh, oh. Last Jedi, I don't know if you've seen it. Well, you said you haven't seen it yet or not. Uh, but no. the uh, movie basically completely split the fandom in half. I remember that. Yes, everyone had a lot of opinions. So you either like the movie and you're okay with the direction that it's going, or you totally hate it and you wish that Star Wars would just die. Um <laughs> So I'm I'm in the department that actually enjoyed the movie. I, I, I didn't think it was a bad movie. It's not one of my favorites. Um, there was some stuff that happened in it that I kind of walked out of the, the theater, had some mixed emotions on. I was just like, hmm. But uh, necessarily, it's not, it's, it's not a bad movie. Um, but there's going to be other people that's probably going to tell you it's the worst movie ever made. So uh, when you see it, I would be more than curious to see what your opinion is. Oh, I'll give you every opinion I have. But do you know what's funny about about Last Jedi? It was one of those movies where a couple people, this happened unanimously amongst my friends, they went to the, movie, the theater, they, they saw it in the theater, they absolutely hated it, and then they had to see it another two times to make sure they still hated it. <laughs> and I'm like, why do you keep going? And they just they just needed to keep seeing it. Um, you know, going back to like episode three, when I saw it in the theater three times, I really liked it. So that's, you know, another story. I went and saw uh, Last Jedi, and I left the theater. And you know, usually when I leave a theater after watching like a Star Wars movie, I'm like pumped, I'm excited, I'm like talking about it constantly. 
But when I left Last Jedi, I just didn't know how to process my emotions. I was just like, what happened? Um, so I did actually go back and see it a second time. And I, after watching it a second time, I was like, okay, I, I understand the direction they were going here. And I understand why they did what they did. So I accepted what the outcome was of the movie. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I started to like it after that. Not that I didn't like it the first time. It was just, like I said, it was just hard to under process what you just saw, especially after growing up with the original trilogy. So, um, and Solo is another one of those movies uh, that kind of tore the fan base in half. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, it's, I thought it was a good movie. I thought Donald Glover and I'm going to butcher his name, but Einrich, uh, however you say his name, Alden Einrich. Uh, I thought they killed it as Han and Lando. So uh, if you ever get a chance to see both of those, I, I totally recommend that you at least watch them one time. Oh, I'm sure I will. Absolutely. It just hasn't happened yet. I've been a little distracted, but, you know. Distracted with just a new website and all. That's all. Yeah, just trying to just trying to make a successful business. Um, you know, no big deal. Nothing major. Well, what type of content are you wanting to uh, provide on your website besides what you're doing now? Are you wanting to expand it at all or... Is, is there more that you're wanting to do? Um, you, you mentioned that you like to have pitches thrown at you as far as um, not really opinion pieces, but more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of original content that you don't find anywhere else? Yeah, we, our voice is a little more editorial. I don't, the, um, we are accepting pitches currently because the website is so new. We're only six months old and existing off a tiny, tiny Patreon that um, people are more than welcome to contribute to. And that would be the best thing ever because every cent helps pay the, our writers, write more content, um, go to more conventions, just keep doing what we're doing. But yes, we're accepting pitches and I'm, I'm open to a lot of different things. The only thing I can say that we're not accepting our uh, articles that I call This Exists, which is basically just something staunchly factual or something that sounds like a Wikipedia article um, or something where you have an idea and it sounds like you Googled all of your answers as opposed to I saw this and it made me rage or I saw this and it made me happy or this is the way my crappy nostalgic brain is remembering a thing. That's more the voice I like. I want to know how the writer how the author processed it and it's easier to write personal reflections and retrospectives and nostalgic pieces like that um for example one of the first pitches i got from one of my uh writers he pitched this thing like here's this is voltron and here's how it murdered nostalgia for me and it was silly but it was high energy and it was funny and effortless and wonderful and that's the kind of stuff i like to put on the site awesome yeah, I'm kind of going through here. Like things I don't see are like, and maybe I'm just not seeing it, but I don't see things like, here's the movie and we reviewed it or things like that. No, no, we don't do a lot. We do some trailer reactions if it's a big deal trailer, but we don't exactly do movie reviews because I feel like that information has an expiration date. I want to produce content on the site that I feel that I want that people can just go through our archives and enjoy at any point in time. There's some hot takes, I'm not going to lie, but for the most part, um, we want content that people that can continuously be shared and doesn't have, it's not, it doesn't get dated that fast. That's just how we are. Do you attend a lot of conventions? Yes. Uh, I was, I've been 
a convention dweller for many years. And then more recently with Pop Lurker, we started um, attending conventions and doing convention reviews. And um, that started, let's see, that actually started just in May, I believe, was our first convention review. I have a writer in Canada, in the Alberta area, and he's going to conventions there as press. I have um, writers on the East Coast attending conventions as press there and then I cover the Los Angeles area and with my with my business partner Brianna and we're trying to expand to like Northern California I would like to go to um, there's one in Las Vegas coming up that I'm going to I would like to expand to Arizona Mm -hmm. Uh, so, so that's what we're doing right now now are you trying to get into the holy mecca of all conventions San Diego (laughs) see I was gonna say is that San Diego comic-con that one is a uh, I did not I I was not bold enough to apply for press this year. Uh, That one is on the agenda for next year. In addition to like BlizzCon and E3, we're going to try to hit those next year when we have a few, few more uh, conventions under our belt, but so much fun to go to them and review them. And just going as press is such a different experience than just going as a convention dweller. It's just a whole different beast. And I love it. Now I see something sitting behind you that's catching my eye. It's a uh, arcade cabinet. Yes, yes, I have a Neo Geo in my garage. It works. That is freaking awesome. Thank so you. are you are you a classic gamer? To an extent, uh, classic classic's a funny word now, but uh, I love uh, rhythm games, puzzle games. I'm a huge DD artist, which just means I play a lot of Dance Dance Revolution. But yes, I'm a DD artist and puzzle gamer, rhythm gamer, um, and then old platformers, of course, uh, Mario, Sonic. Um, I'm really good at Bust a Move. And God, I haven't played that game in forever. I have the dinosaur, the blue one, tattooed on my leg. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you do you actually uh, have these systems, or do you just like play them on like computer emulation? No, I bought. I worked at Blockbuster back in two thousand five, and that's when a ton of the uh, the Namco Museum collection and the Taito collections one and two and the Genesis collections all started coming out. So I bought those. I do have um, everything from original Nintendo through GameCube through PS two three. We I have them. But uh, that's I, most of my classic gaming is done on either like the Nintendo, the minis, the classic and the, and the SNES classic. And then on my PlayStation 2, which is very much working and plugged in and loved and played all the time. Now, you said something I thought was kind of humorous. You said you worked at Blockbuster. For those younger generation that's listening to this episode, explain what Blockbuster is. <laughs> <laughs> Blockbuster was a brick and mortar store where you went in and you picked up a video and you got to take it home for like 10 minutes before you got charged $10 an hour in late fees. You didn't get to browse online to find a movie. You had to actually walk in a store and look at cases. What? <laughs> yeah, you know, and you also you had clerks to yell at and it was fun. That's funny. So uh, with you being, I guess, a, I guess you would consider yourself a gamer. No, no. I mean, game, game, gamer or anything with the ER at the end makes it sound like it's a continual effort. I mean, I play I play some games and I grew up playing games as a kid, of course, like my we had a Nintendo when I was little and I got a Super Nintendo for my seventh birthday and all that stuff. But, 
Um, you know, these days, it, these days I'm more selective because I just don't have as much time. Um, yeah, time always seems to be the issue nowadays. Yeah, there's a there's a lot going on. I'm responsible for a lot more these days. I don't get a chance to just hang out and play, but. You know, that's that. Well, what I was leading up with that, too, was are, are you excited about E3 happening this week? I am, and I'll be even more excited next year when I actually infiltrate it. <laughs> infiltrate it. Infiltrate it. I'm going to lurk it so hard. I'm inside of you, E3. <laughs> <laughs> right there inside of you. Awesome. So, what else about you... Um, should we know i mean if if when we go to your website what what how do we know your personality i guess what 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 do we look for what what what's something about you that you'd want your readers to know when they come to your site to look at look at your articles about you what tell me a little bit more about you i guess is what i'm trying to get at sure i mean i'm just not that serious so a lot of my articles just have this kind of conversational tone to them. Sometimes um, they're a little ranty, but nothing, nothing too edgy or crazy. Um, I do actually have my first uh, debut novel coming out this summer. Um, I, I'm, I'm now a novelist. I wrote a book called My Starlight. It's a contemporary young adult novel um, about kids in an anime club. It's a, and it's about anime and cosplaying, going to conventions, um, bisexual romance, that kind of thing. High school story. So that's that's exciting for me. Where does that book it has is it actually being published? Like by a publisher, or you are you self publishing it? No, no, no. It's it's coming out from a publisher from a small press called Affinity Rainbow Publications, and it's kind of it's going to be out on August third, and uh, pre sales actually start in July. So that's super exciting for me, and I've tried to push that at the bottom at my bottom blurb of a lot of my articles. But going back to, uh, you know, me, my voice, nothing's really serious for me. Like I said, everything's just fun. And I, and I try to just project that air of let's not be too serious. Let's have a good time. Let's laugh. Like, let's remember things badly. Let's remember things wrong. Let's geek out over toys. Let's collect robots. Let's come inside E3 and just be ridiculous lurkers. <laughs> come inside E3. I like that. <clears throat> <laughs> you said it. <laughs> I know I said it first. <laughs> I'm taking it. That one's mine now. <laughs> E3, I'm coming in, you baby. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see what's happening uh, with E3 this year. Um, I'm not really much of a modern gamer like i have all the modern systems um but i can't i can't find the time you know like you mentioned time is an issue with you i just can't find the time to sit there and play these games that are coming out nowadays so mm-hmm. i enjoy picking up games like mario i could play it for like 5 10 15 20 minutes put it down leave it alone for a month come back and pick it up and be like oh this is where i was and continue playing it you know that's i'm like the super casual gamer but i love collecting classic games um I have a wall of classic games. I just like having these old things that I had when I was a kid and some of the things Mm -hmm. I couldn't have when I was a kid. So, you know, you were talking about the thrill of the hunt. Um, I do actually enjoy going out on the weekends and stuff and going to flea markets and garage sales and stuff and trying to see if I could find these rare games that people have been finding at these places and trying to get a hold of them. Um, So that does kind of excite me with when it comes to classic game hunting. Uh, With toys... 
you know, you're starting to go to these stores and stuff and you see the same stuff, stuff just hanging on the pegs and it's just, it kind of just, you're like, where else can I go? I, I don't have anywhere else in this area. So then you go online and then you start seeing the prices are just inflated. So the thrill of the hunt for toy collecting for me is, is not as exciting as it is with classic game hunting. So. No, and I can, I can see that. I can see that too. I mean, luckily here in the LA area, there are some classic toy conventions. Um, there's the Ro- robot toy show and there's um, like power Morphicons coming up. I'm going to look for toys there. There's PowerCon, which is like He-Man and She-Ra and old toys in that direction. So I, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm just fortunate for the area I live in. But you're right. It's either like you go to a generic store like a Toys R Us or like a Target or a Walmart and it's just stuff aimed for kids or you go to like a collecting, like a collecting collector store and it's just expensive or it's been picked at or you go online and it's, un- it's not affordable. Yeah. So it's, it's hard. So you, you mentioned uh, Morphicon. Have you met any of the, the Power Ranger celebrities? Power Ranger celebrities? Have I ever met any of them? No, I have not. No, no, no. Um, really? That, no, it hasn't happened. Uh, this year is going to be my first Power Morphicon. I'm, I'm going as press. Awesome. Well, I wish you luck there. Um, there are a lot of cool guys. Do you know if uh, uh, Jason Deborah Frank's going to be there? Oh, is he? I know. I'm asking. I mean, I don't know uh, if he I is. Did- I did not see him on the list. I am not an authority. Do not. I did not see him on the guest list. But uh, you never know what's going to happen. I'm not sure. Um, he's actually a really cool guy. He'll he'll chat with you, hang out with you, talk with you. He's 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 awesome. Um, if you ever get a chance to meet him, uh, David Felding. Uh, oh, Billy. The, he the guy who played uh, Zordon in the original Power Rangers series. Oh right, yeah. Uh, David Yost is Billy. My bad. Uh, so David Felding. Um, he told us this interesting story. See, when I saw the original Power Rangers, I always thought Zordon was there on set with the Power Rangers every day and filming with them. Well, apparently they recorded about, a, like I think he said, like two or three hours of his head in this tube. And that was it. I mean, he never had to come back to film ever again. <laughs> so, um, And I think he, uh, he said he did the voice. I, I believe it was just for the first season. And then after that, they changed the voice to a different actor. Um, but he's a really cool guy. If you ever get to talk to him too, uh, um, those two, are, those are the two Power Rangers that I met. Uh, both great guys. I, um, Walter Jones and David Yost were both at a, a convention, but I never actually got a chance to go meet those two. Um, but yeah, if you ever have a chance to to just chat with them, they, they they're cool. I mean, from what I hear, all the Power Ranger actors are actually really cool. They'll they'll sit and chat with you for a long time. So totally recommend that you stop by and at least say hi to them. I'll do I'll do what I can between running around but yes that I mean I'm I'm just so excited to go I'm excited that it happens that it exists you know it's a great thing well is there anything else that you want to let us know uh, before we wrap up this episode no I think we covered everything that has to do with me I'm so excited that I got the opportunity to you know come hang out with you for a while this is awesome not a problem do you want to plug your website again Sure. If you want to see more of the stuff I'm talking about, you can go to poplurker.com, shoot us messages, visit our site. We are available. We love hearing from from people and um, we can't wait just to keep on just keep lurking. It's been so much fun so far. Very exciting. And um, yeah, I'm just having a blast doing it. I really do like that name, Poplurker. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Temple of Geek Podcast. I would like to thank Lauren for hanging out with me on this week's episode. 
you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on Facebook and Twitter by using the handle Temple of Geek. Do you want to check out some of our other episodes or content? Why don't you head over to templeofgeek.com? There you'll find all sorts of content that pertains to the world of geek. Thank you for joining us in this episode. I've been Daniel, and we'll see you next time. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash templeofgeek. And remember to visit templeofgeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.